This is the Partnership Podcast, where we bring you all things business from the Vail Valley, including business news, current issues, advocacy alerts, community conversations, and more. Presented by Vail Valley Partnership. This is the Partnership Podcast. It's Eric Williams, and I am making this one a podcast as well. I am live on location at Dollar, at Thrifty, at Cooley Mesa Detailing with owner-operator, player-coach, Chris Baddock. How are you? Hello, doing very well. How are you? I'm doing very well. It's uh, always nice to have you. I always said, I can't wait to record with Chris. Best voice in the Valley. Where'd you come from? Uh, I'm from the UK, but this is definitely home now. Yes, Uh, and uh, you and your family have called us home for uh, a little while. How long now? So my wife grew up in the Valley. Um, We decided to move back up to the Valley 2017, start a family. So yeah, five years we've been up here. This is awesome. And uh, I'm really excited to talk with you from multiple perspectives as a business owner of multiple businesses here in town, as someone who's, you know, gone through franchising models, as someone who's expanding right now and has all these grand visions. Uh, You know, we've used these podcasts for many different things, but I'm excited to kind of see this through your eyes. So if you wouldn't mind, like I said, we're standing in your lobby right now and uh, we could hear some background noise, but would you be willing to take us through your property and uh, and show us kind of the operation here? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. Cooley Mesa Detailing is one of those businesses that if you've lived in the valley for a long time you may have never even heard of us we serve kind of a unique model at the airport Uh, we wash and fuel and clean every rental car that comes through eagle county regional airport Um, whether it's for dollar and thrifty or any of the other large agencies hertz avis enterprise sixth Uh, and then we have this consumer side where we focus really on the high-end high-touch detailing stuff uh, and that's where the expansion's coming from. So we've got a lot of irons in the fire, a lot of things going on right now, and uh, we've got a lot of employees on site, um, it being spring break. So yeah. it's a really good time to kind of walk around and, and show you what we do. Well, and uh, I want to hit with one of those numbers, or hit me with a couple of metrics, because you say every rental car in the Valley, with EGE expanding and the new operations, you know, so many locals taking advantage of this airport, that's got to be some pretty big numbers. Yeah, so year to date, since January 1 this year, we've washed 11,900 vehicles. Oh, I, I didn't know you, we didn't talk about this in advance. I didn't know you had the number like I right there, the boom. Yeah. I, came, I came prepared, Eric. Yeah, uh, yeah we've washed 11,900 cars so far this year. Uh, on a busy Saturday, we get to about 380, 390 vehicles wow. in a busy Saturday. So we're really turning cars. For customers that are coming into Eagle County, they they don't want the Denver experience where it takes them two hours to get from their plane to their rental car. They want the, the Vail Valley experience, which is 15, 20 minutes from landing in our beautiful airport to getting back in their car. And that's really the the niche that we serve for the airport. We have an obligation to our customers at the airport to turn these cars around really quickly, make sure that the cars are clean. And sometimes the rental car is the first experience that a tourist has when they get to our valley. Yeah. And that's really our obligation to make sure that first experience is a good one. I appreciate you taking the hospitality lens on that, too. And you're right. Yeah, that's an opening handshake in a lot of cases. And thank you for making that handshake nice and clean. (laughs) We appreciate that. So we're standing here in the lobby. It's going to get a little noisy out here. But uh, we talk about uh, however many cars that you can pull through on a daily basis. How many employees is fully staffed and churning that out on that busy Saturday? So we employ uh, about 28 people through the winter. Um, and depending on how busy the summer season is in the summer, that's uh, between 10 and 15 people a day. Nice. So uh, the, the operation core is, is a car wash and a lot of vacuum stations, and our employees are responsible for taking that car after a customer returns from their vacation, cleaning out the, the grime, the water bottles, the used hand sanitizer bottles, and then getting it in a condition where if, if you were to fly to Vail for your you know, um, 
the, the biggest vacation of your year, you'd be happy to drive that car off the lot. Yeah. Um, so we, we have eight vacuum stations and eight fuel pumps. The fuel pumps are high flowage fuel pumps so we can get the fuel back into those cars really quickly. And then we've been spending a lot of time investing in the infrastructure to be able to turn around electric vehicles just as quickly as gas-powered vehicles. So in 2020, we installed what was at the time the fastest electric vehicle charger. That's what I'm looking at right now, that box, right? Big black box, big expensive black box. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can recharge a Tesla or a Polestar in about 20 minutes, wow. which uh, gives the rental agencies the ability to utilize electric vehicles in their fleets just as fast as they can gas-powered vehicles. The Eagle County Commissioners have a big goal right now of net zero for the airport. At the moment, um, well, in, in 2021, we pumped 48,000 gallons of gas into vehicles, which doesn't make me feel very good. Yeah. But there is an opportunity for us to get rid of all of that gas and replace it with, with electrons, kilowatts instead. Uh, and that's really our mission, is to figure out how we can provide the infrastructure here at the airport to, to make that transition smooth. That's incredible. That, uh, and you don't think about the turnaround time uh, and how quickly the high-efficiency fuel pumps, but uh, especially in terms of electricity. What does it take to normally charge a Tesla if this is a 20-minute machine? So Tesla has some superchargers as well that can get the majority of a charge in, in 15 to 20 minutes, and that was what we based it on, is yeah. that if, if we're going to provide the same level of service for those electric vehicles as we do for gas-powered vehicles, we have to kind of shoot for the moon. When I started this project... Uh, 2018, 2019, there just wasn't that kind of infrastructure available. It took us about three years to even find a decent solution. Um, and then when we finally got it in the ground, it was the fastest charger in the county. So. <laughs> I know you're a little bitter when you say that, that <laughs> somebody beat you out. Is that like, well, were you going to get the next fastest one and like keep going back and forth? So this is step one for us. We have plans to cover our entire parking lot in solar panels um, so that we can generate that electricity on site. We have eight gas pumps right now and only one DC fast charger, and I think that ratio is going to change pretty rapidly in the next three or four years as we kind of continue to invest in that super fast charging capacity. I, uh, I know that you can speak personally for at least two of these rental car companies, but uh, you know, thinking about the other rental car companies, and not even here, but you know, maybe across the region, what is the appetite for the move to electricity? So it's pretty broad scale. It's coming from both customers um, and kind of from our community. I think that there's this strong belief at the airport that in order for our tourism to be sustainable in the long run, we have to be pretty proactive in making that happen. So I think the rental car companies know that their position is to kind of enable the sustainable tourism. I think even 18 months ago, it just wasn't realistic with the vehicle supply. Yeah. Now, uh, I think Hertz is probably the leader with their their commitment to be 80% electric within the next three years. And my own rental fleet on the dollar and thrifty side, we're working as fast as we can. We're going to be at 10% uh, all electric vehicles by this summer, and hopefully by next winter we'll be at 30%. That's incredible. Thank you for uh, helping to lead the charge on that. I know that's uh, not always no, the most... intended. It's not... <laughs> I didn't even go there at this. Uh, it's not always the most cost-efficient thing. It's, uh, you know, one of the things I often ask people when we're moving towards these more ecological solutions. What's it going to take? Is it going to take it becoming the most cost-effective, or can we as people actually, you know, change our minds collectively? I think we can get there. The technology is moving so fast. I think people's habits will need to adapt a little bit. Maybe some of those shorter journeys can be replaced with bikes and walking on foot or using the, the eco-transit system, you know. Yeah. I think those small adaptations with 
with the increase in efficiency of electric vehicles is going to get us there sooner than we think. Nice. Nice. And the Regional Transportation Authority and that uh, sort of movement. Boy, you are really in this connected spot in the world. So for those of you who are wondering, I turned in uh, at the airport there, as you would, uh, driving straight. The terminal's right there across the street. And uh, as I look across the street the other direction, this is a new building that uh, you're investing in. Yeah. So we made a decision in about 2019 to really split the business between what we're doing on the rental car side of things and what we've been doing for a long time uh, on the consumer detailing side of things. We've grown a fantastic high-touch detailing business that meets the needs of the most particular customers in the valley, but also those customers that maybe have like a 1990s forerunner that has been... Oh, don't. Oh, she was 98, and I gave her up two years ago. Those are the best vehicles because customers come in and they love their vehicle. And they love their dog that sits on the front seat, but they want the vehicle just a little bit cleaner, yeah. you know. And so that kind of consumer side, we're building this new building across <laughs> the street from the airport so that we can, we can separate the rental car and the high-touch detailing side. Um, the, the expansion has been really productive because we've managed to train and retain five, six new detailers yeah. through this process. We actually have two detailers right now that are down in Colorado Springs for some training that's really cool to see that we can kind of provide that level of education for our employees as well. And really, when I started the expansion, it was all about, you know, we have this huge need for employees in the winter to meet the rental car demand. How do we keep those employees in the spring and the summer? And the answer was provide this service to people in our community as well, who are not going to get a detail in the middle of winter, but when it's April, May, they, they want to get the winter off of their car. And that's when we can hold on to employees and help them out. And that makes, yeah, your, your year-round retention go up and, uh, and life just keeps getting better. This is see a need, fill a need, just kind of the whole business model working. Yeah, uh, totally. I, I appreciate you sharing the journey and where it's going to go and uh, the electrification. I'm really close to that big black box, you know. <laughs> I'm pretty excited that I know, like, that's the one. I want to point it out to the kids now. Hey, check that out. Fastest charger in the county. Was the fastest. <laughs> Was the fa- I know we don't get to say that anymore. Uh, you know, this is kind of the uh, the popcorn questions, if you will. But uh, people want to know when you listen, or maybe it's just me who wants to know personally. You're going through people's cars and stuff. What are some of the strangest, if not the strangest, things that you've pulled out of there? Uh, we had a gentleman that was visiting the Hats facility, the Army training facility, yeah. um, six months ago that maybe accidentally left some high-powered munitions in the trunk of a vehicle. Oh, wow. So the, the car washer that came to find us after finding you know, a rifle and significant ammunition, his hands were shaking. Yeah. We, we managed to track down the gentleman, and we were very discreet, and he managed to, to leave without any reprimand from the Army. All right, that that's... <laughs> well, I said we just outed him here on the pot. No, it's fine. Uh, we didn't... <laughs> that's, uh, that's... Yeah, that's one that made me a little, would be, make me a little bit nervous coming through. Um, I also want to ask you, from the local perspective, time is it uh, is off season really the time that we should be thinking about? Uh, you know, in terms of taking care of that vehicle. Yeah, I think that there's a, a good argument to get the mag chloride off your car okay. if you want to keep your car for a long time. Talking about sustainability, the best way to be sustainable is to own that 1998 Forerunner for 20, 25 years, right? So yeah. looking after that paintwork, getting the mag chloride off the paintwork is the way to do it. I think. 
I uh, when I gave the '98 Forerunner away, the you know I, it was the trade in, and I was openly weeping in front of all of the mechanics, <laughs> and all of them were walking up to me and putting their arm in my you know hand on me and saying, "It's okay, man. It's a Forerunner." I you know that's one of the things I imagine. Is there uh, are there a couple of people who, like some of the older gentlemen or maybe who really love what's one of the, the one of the old vehicles you see come in here that you're like somebody's putting so much love into that? We have a customer that has a. Ooh, I think it's probably early 2000s Toyota Tacoma. It's got mm, close, Ugh, close to 500,000 miles Oh, on my it. word. Wow. Yeah, I was going to make driven. a joke, but yeah. And I think the reason I really like working on that one is because he uses it. It's a daily driver. You know, oh. we, we have a lot of classic cars, a lot of expensive cars that don't get driven. They get driven on the summer Sunday, but this Tacoma... It's used every day. It's not necessarily a work truck, but he drives it every single day. Yeah. And he comes in, takes care of it, gets the paint looked after. We And the smile on his face when we give it back to him is so good. Yeah. I like that. I liken it in my mind to, uh, I was just at the vet yesterday and, you know, they love, you know, it's kind of the same way you feel about your vehicle from time to time. And you like it when the people that are there to take care of you, you can be my car veterinarian anytime. I love it. It's your whole new marketing campaign. Love it. Just coming up with. <laughs> Uh, hey, let's head back inside to chat just a little bit more. Uh, thank you for showing me the whole operation. I really appreciate this. Yeah, glad you came down on a sunny day. All right, uh, headed back inside. Appreciate the whole tour outside and uh, and all of the different uh, you know facets of your operation. I really appreciate you kind of just giving us this business as a whole. Just got to hear a little bit about your background, which uh, I didn't know. Kind of blew me away. Tell me how you come to be Mr. Rental Car and Detailing uh, in this world, in this place. Yeah, so I'm from the UK. I've been in Colorado for about 12 years. Um, my wife, Krista Gent, grew up in the Valley, and we met um, when we were both racing bikes professionally. We were both living in Boulder, racing bikes, kind of doing the, the dirtbag bike racer thing. Um, and unfortunately, Krista's dad, my father-in-law, Brad Gent, uh, got diagnosed with ALS in 2016, we had a pretty quick and hefty life decision to make. We we kind of knew in the long run we wanted to start a family and be in the mountains. We wanted to get off of the front range. So Brad's uh, offer of us coming in and taking over the businesses due to his sickness was kind of a not a no-brainer. We thought about it for a long time, but in the end, it just really aligned with what we wanted to do. We wanted to have a family. We wanted to be up here in the mountains. So we took over those businesses uh, in t- end of 2017, and it's only been good decisions to be up here. You know, we, we now have a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and we've got such a strong community in Eagle. So it's been it's been really, really productive. I think that's cool. I, we're doing the podcast in reverse. We usually meet the person and then meet the business, but uh, you know, it's okay. We don't We don't mind doing that backwards. Do you miss the? Uh, do you miss your professional career? Does or you or your wife uh, the cycling races, or do you still get out and like crush these amateur people? Are you the guy in the you know with the visor pulled down that beats the pants off me? Uh, <laughs> I still race the town series races. I like to go out and mix it up for the, for the mountain bike series. Um, the community up here is really strong. We can ride trails from our back door, so you know I, I don't miss the racing side. I feel like I've been there and done that. Yeah, um, I've kind of checked all the boxes that I needed to check. Um, just being up here in the mountains being able to get out so easily and ride bikes as part of kind of a normal work day, a normal work week, even with kids and work and family and everything else going on. It's, it's really what we wanted. I'm really fascinated by the idea of the taking over of the legacy business because with so many people retiring, I think these are questions that are happening around our valley. Uh, it's something that uh, just 15 years ago or not all that long ago, my father asked me the same question and uh, you know, he was doing okay, but uh, was, do you want, you know, at some points, do you want this to be yours? When your decision was a little bit more 
I, I wouldn't say forced, but I would say your decision was it was a little <laughs> yeah. There was a time <laughs> more frame. made for you. Yeah, yeah. there's a time frame on on whether or not we could make the choice, and we we kind of jumped in with both feet. But how did the, you, and and how does you as someone? I'm sorry, I'm finishing the question. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm interrupting you, the podcaster. But how does uh, how do you like switch your brain from that as to like I was going in this direction, but what was that process like? Well. <laughs> We didn't know what we would find in these businesses, yeah. but what I've found that really drives me in the businesses are the people that we employ. We have uh, we have close to 45 employees in Eagle County, uh, and we have another business up in Jackson, Wyoming, and the, the people we employ are fantastic, solid gold humans that I would never have interacted with if I had not taken on this business. You know, they are not the pro cyclist traveling around the world. Yeah. They have other motivations, other education, other background, and that's fantastic. I, I didn't realize that that was gonna be such a strong motivator for me. Then the, the next thing, being in the rental car industry, with the carbon footprint attached to it, that's been a huge conflict for me. But the decision or the reality that me proactively converting our fleet of vehicles to hybrids, converting our infrastructure to recharge electric vehicles, I can actually maybe offset more uh, more carbon footprint than I ever would have as a professional cyclist. And that really continues to drive me. I think we can do really cool things. So it, it's not just taking on the businesses and thinking that there's going to be a status quo. I think you've got to find, find out your passion and, and what you connect to that business, which might not be the same as the previous generation, but it doesn't mean the entire business needs to be thrown away and started again. Chris Baddock is uh, the CEO of Cooley Mesa Detailing. He's dollar. He's uh, well, you're you're everything. How many? I keep going. Uh, we are Cooley Mesa Detailing at Eagle County Regional Airport. We are dollar and thrifty rental car at Eagle County Regional Airport, and then we are dollar and thrifty rental car in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I think it's so cool. I think uh, this uh, neat little empire that you have built and that you are continuing to use for good, like you said, uh, thank you for uh, the business leader that you are in this community and for just you know taking us around and sharing your perspective and your story. We appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Be sure to subscribe to the Partnership Podcast on whatever platform you're listening right now and find more resources at valevalleypartnership.com.